Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Chicago Bears just embarrassed themselves versus the Green Bay Packers with a 38 to 20 loss. We're going to discuss what kind of caused that loss. And then once again, I have to address the so-called Bears expert, podcasters, media people, whatever. It's time that somebody finally, I continue to say it, but it's time that somebody finally kind of put them in their place again. Um like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow Ray on Apple and iTunes. Um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. This is part of the Coach Steve show. This is our Bear Down segment that talks about Chicago Bears. Usually it's me and Zach Kyleman on here. But Zach Kyleman, we, it's hard to get our schedules in order, but he'll hop on from time to time. But for right now, it's just me. Uh, the Bears got embarrassed at home versus the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers, and they lose 38-20. to I would say overall, going back and watching the condensed version of the game where you just get the plays instead of the full game, the Bears, there was moments that they looked pretty good. And again, this is pre-recorded where I don't have the all 2022 film, which I will be getting as soon as it's out, and be able to really dissect and look at the Chicago Bears and exactly what caused the loss, you know, and things I'm about to say we can justify or get proven wrong. I thought the first half, there were some mistakes, but I thought the Chicago Bears, for the most part, they played okay. Uh, They had some big hits on defense. I thought that the offense moved the ball okay. Um, It it wasn't going the way we all thought it would, but for the most part, you know, there were some good runs. Justin Fields um, made a couple good short passes. Uh, You know, the defense did kind of its thing. Uh, You started to see little concerns in the first half with, getting quarterback pressure on Jordan Love and picking a part of certain parts of their zone. but And it's part of the run defense, but it was the second half 
where the Green Bay Packers scored 28 points in the second half, 14 in the third, and 14th in the fourth. Uh, the Bears' offense couldn't really get anything going consistently. Um, there was a lot of screens being called that people were complaining about. Jordan Love played well. He was 15 of 27, 245 yards and three touchdowns. Aaron Jones had a rushing touchdown, and he also had a receiving touchdown. Um, the Packers looked pretty good. Their offensive line held up. Uh, I love the way they are running wide zone. Um, on play action, they would keep six in to protect and then peel out, and they gave Jordan Love time to throw the football. He he just looked poised. He looked like a guy that's been doing it for a while, and it's the curse of Brent Favre and Aaron Rodgers where if he continues to do well this season, it's going to be that curse towards Bears fans because how in the world do you get – I, you know, so many years with Brent Favre, so many years with Aaron Rodgers. Now, did you find a diamond in the rough here with Jordan Love? And Matt Eberflus is going to be one of the best coaches ever to be able to coach the way he did with Aaron Rodgers and coach now the way he did with Jordan Love. Um, You know, it's just a pain. But I also thought that the Packers' defensive line and the entire defense played really tough. Maybe they're better than what we all were thinking. And that's part of the thing with these Bears expert podcasters. Maybe the Packers are better than what we thought they were. Now, I don't think there's some powerhouse offense. I just think that there was that many problems with the Bears' defense. You know, I did not think they they did not get pressure very often on Jordan Love. And that was the situation last year that we thought with the Bears. They they ranked, I think, last in sacks and quarterback pressures. They could just never dial up enough pressure. And they have four defensive linemen. They play a 4-3, 4-2-5 defense. They just never created that much pressure for Jordan Love. I don't even know if we got a sack on him. But they just could not move. They, did, they couldn't. They got one sack. One sack. Um... You know, he averaged 9.1 yards per pass. Um, we gave up 92 rushing yards, so the rush defense got a little bit better. Uh, but the overall creating pressure did not – we just we just didn't. And that was the big question mark for the Bears last year coming into this year that they did sign some defensive linemen. They got guys that should be able to create pressure, and it just didn't happen yet on Sunday versus the Packers. It just never did. Um. That was a big concern. And then the linebacker play was not up to par, in my opinion. Again, I have to get the film, but from the game and watching it in the condensed form, they just did not play the way they needed to. And then they just played a lot of zone defense, and they were able to pick apart. And, again, Jordan Love just had time to pass the ball. The wide receivers made great catches. There was that one um, hard slant into there for a touchdown, I believe, to Aaron Jones. And the Bears just weren't there and didn't rally. And, then as the second half wore on, you hear a lot of the Bears experts talk about there was no energy, there was no effort. And I think there was times that there wasn't. But I also don't believe that fully because it is a rivalry game. It is the Bears and the Packers. I just think they it was more they were frustrated with what was going on, and that just affected their play. If you get super frustrated, especially in football, couple things are going to happen. You're, it's going to go positive one way and you're able to you know, manifest that and play the right way. Or it's going to be like what happened to the Bears where just things continue to go wrong. And that's kind of what happened for defense. And, you know, maybe, maybe the Packers 
are better than we thought, but it has some receivers that you don't really hear about. Aaron Jones had 86 yards receiving. A.J. Dillon had 17. Luke Musgrave had 50. Jaden Reed had 48. So they just passed the ball around a little bit. So maybe the Packers' offense is much better, or the Bears' defense is still kind of figuring itself out and rebuilding. And, you know, and I'm going to discuss the whole big picture of that after I go on my next rants. Um, The Bears' offense, Justin Fields, 24 of, of 37, 216 yards, touchdown, interception. He got sacked four times. Um, he was also the Bears' leading rusher with 59 yards, Khalil Herbert 27, um, Johnson with 20, Foreman only with 16, um, Darnell Mooney, four catches, 53 yards, Cole Komet, five <coughs> receptions, 44 yards, Khalil Herbert 37 yards, Johnson 35 yards, DJ Moore 25 yards, Tyler Scott 14 yards, Foreman 8 yards, Chase Claypool no yards. So offensively, um, for rushing, There was 29 attempts. Nine of those were Justin Fields, whether you count those as scrambles, but actually handing the ball off. Like I said, Cleo Herbert, nine. Johnson, five. Foreman, five. Cole Komet got a carry. That was a quarterback sneak that did not work. The offense did not look good. The pass game was hit or miss. I thought at the beginning and that first half and a little bit of the second half, but mainly – the short passing game was there. I thought he was accurate in that, those situations to the running back. Uh, I thought those were effective. We'll get we'll get to all that here in a second. The run game was not where it needed to be. I thought that the offensive line was probably 60%, 65% okay. Again, um, um, so... The pass protection. People were complaining about the O-line once again. Not saying they played perfect. Not saying they're the best offensive line that we see in the NFL. My thing is people already were blaming the O-line, saying, well, he doesn't have time. But also, he holds on to the ball for a very long time. And we're just going to get into it. I am sick and tired of listening to CHGO podcast with Adam Hogue and Carm and this Braggs guy and everybody else. I'm tired of listening to 670 and those guys talk about the Bears offense and everything else. Here's some things that we still need to remember overall for the Chicago Bears. We were the worst team in the NFL last year winning three games. People already are putting them, they talked about it in the offseason, the CHGO guys, the 670 guys. They said that with this roster and who we have, we could win the NFC North because of how wide open it is. And then after this game, then you start to hear everything else against what they were saying. Stick to what you're saying if that's what you're going to say. It quit flip-flopping back and forth. That's what CHGO does. That's what Adam Hogue does. That's what they all do. 670 guys, that's what they all do. They speak into a microphone just like this, spew this stuff all off season, all last season, and then they'll flip-flop on what they're saying because they get proven wrong instead of saying, yeah, you know what, I was wrong. No, they just flip-flop. They flip-flop because they talk about how great Justin Fields is. They got to open it up. We got to pass here. We got to pass here. Well, then they're complaining now about, while Justin Fields didn't take deep shots. He only threw under routes. He only threw these things. Until we get the film, we cannot sit here and say one way or the other because when you watch a game on TV, you can't see 
everything else. And we don't know the pass plays. We don't know his progression reads. Then it was reported in off-season training camp that he was not throwing it deep downfield. Do you know what this tells me? It tells me that there's a couple things. One, are they worried about the pass protection? My opinion, there was times the pass protection broke down, but also in my opinion, he had a pocket. He holds onto the ball too long. But the Twitter experts will put on there and say, show a picture of these guys in his face as he's throwing the football, saying, well, how is he supposed to do anything if a guy's in his face? Guess what, buddy? It's football. It's the NFL. You're not going to have a pocket for six seconds. This is not college football where he could possibly have that. This is not him at Ohio State with two or three top three-round pick offensive linemen and wide receivers. That's not what this is. This is not Ohio State where he has two running backs behind him that average 120 yards per game. That's a fact. Go look it up. I'm sick and tired of listening to CHGO. and all. I, it's hard. I listen to it to see if they've changed. I listen to it to 670 and see if they change, change their tune, see what they're saying. Not saying they have to bash on Justin Fields all the time. Not saying they have to do this. But I want to hear... I want, I want everybody to be blamed. I want the O-line blamed. I want the quarterback blamed. I want the wide receivers blamed. I want the defense blamed. I want the coaching staff blamed because they all deserve blame. But now it's, last year it was the offensive line's fault. Then it started to go down to the wide receiver's fault. Then it was play calling's fault. This game, it's, oh, it's the offensive line's fault. And Luke Getze doesn't know what he's doing at all on offense whatsoever. What in the world is he calling? Until we get the film and see, we really don't know. But doesn't it make you wonder where some of the plays, there's three to four second pass protection, and Justin Field drops it off to the running back? Is it all possible that the Green Bay defense played good defense? That's quite possible. We won't know till we get the film. Or you were there at the box. So you see the whole field. We really don't know. Hmm, that's possible. The other possibility is, huh, Justin Fields is not always accurate when it comes to throwing the deep ball. Huh, that's weird. So maybe, just maybe, they're not fully trusting him to do that. Hmm, that's weird. I wonder who told everybody that. Oh, wait. Me and Coach West on an episode here that you can go find when they first drafted him. Oh, well, I watched him at Ohio State. Okay, I had the all-2022 film of him. I watched him overthrow posts. I watched him make the wrong reads on certain RPOs. Yeah, now is he electric? Absolutely. Is he athletic? Absolutely. Can he make plays? Absolutely. Is there times he makes really, really good throws? Absolutely. But I've said this over and over and over again. The way Justin Fields can be successful is you have to be able to run the football because once pre- he can't handle all that pressure. Once the pressure is taken off of him, when you've got some sort of run game, that's going to help him feel more comfortable to be able to pass. Also, it has to be play action, quick RPOs. And I know the NFL is different than college. They only get a yard for linemen. That's where he makes his money. He makes money by you rolling him out and giving him one to two people to look at to throw the football. It's one, two, take off. One, two, take off. Or you have the running back out to an arrow route, like a flood concept where they're running an arrow route, get rid of the ball. That's how he makes his money. Um, Jet play action stuff to get rid of the ball quick. Screen games 
help him. He has to see himself complete the football. That's what it is. But fans, CHGO, those guys, 670, I believe in the Sean Payton rule of you take two shots a quarter. That's just what you do. Some don't believe in that because they're really worried about maybe that person turning the ball over. That's quite possible. But we want these deep balls thrown to DJ Moore thinking he's going to come down with every single one of them. I'm not saying he wouldn't come down with any. I like DJ Moore. He's a great wide receiver. It's been proven time and time again. They have to figure out ways to get him the football in the short game, but he's going to draw more attention. So when he gets more attention drawn to himself, Darnell Mooney gets four catches. Cole Komet gets five catches. Out of the backfield, Kill Herbert gets three catches. You see what I'm saying? Because he's drawing more attention to himself. Then eventually you could take that shot. But also if your defense isn't doing what it needs to do, you get down, you're forced in those different types of play calls. Instead of getting the run game going, this is what it turns into. But you still have people like at CHGO and Adam Hoke, Carm, and Braggs and these people talking about, well, they're, they're, they're doing things with Justin Fields. Like, he, he can do these things, and they're not doing it. It's the play caller's fault and everything else. Sorry, I didn't know you were an NFL play caller. I didn't even know some of you guys could even play call in high school. Like, do you, I know Hogue, he coaches high school football, but are the rest of you? Oh, you played. Okay. Have you coached? Have you actually sat in coaches' meeting rooms of college, high school? Have you actually thought about what play calling looks like? Have you? I know you watch training camp, but are you there afterwards? Are you there in the summers? You, The coaches get to see what they work with and understand what they're doing. I'm not saying they're doing anything perfect. We certainly, as coaches, never do anything perfect. But we can't sit here and always speculate, well, they're not doing this, they're not doing this. Then you listen to 670, I can't remember the people, I don't care, um, Spiegel and whoever, say, Justin Fields is, he, he's really good running the football, and you only call one run play for him. Look at Lamar Jackson, look at the money he's getting paid, look what he does, blah, 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 blah. You need to run him more. That's one of the most idiotic things I have heard. A running quarterback is successful in college and wins a lot of games in college because that's the type of offense you can run in college. Jalen Hurts can move, but he's able to pass the ball and they're able to run the football. They talk about Lamar Jackson. He's getting paid because who else are the Baltimore Ravens? Were they going to go get? Yeah, you can still run. It's not good for the quarterback in the NFL to run all the time. Do we not remember last year when he was running all the time, whether it was design runs, he was running out of the pocket, and it was Atlanta Falcons, he was running, he started to limp because his thighs were hurting, he had to sit out of a game because of his thighs. 17-game season's a long time. And if you want to run him 6-10 to times a game, on top of any time he will scramble out of the pocket, that's a lot of hits, that's a lot of running. You're not going to win very many games doing that. They said they're coaching the Justin Fields out of him. What does that mean? Because they want him to be able to pass the football and be in the pocket? Yeah, maybe they need to run him once or twice, maybe. Or they can say, okay, in order to be successful, you have to be able to pass. But if everything breaks down, you're able to take off, and that will help you, especially if you try to go get out of bounds. We cannot expect him to run over and over and over again. We also can't sit here and say that he never has a pocket because people don't understand this. Pocket, someone can get beat, 
But if the linemen stay with that guy, he's got to shift over to one side. The pocket can now move and feel, but he wants to run. He wants to hold on to the football too long because in the back of his mind, you're going to do muscle memory and do what you know. He knows to take off. That's what he did in college. That's what he did. Is done in the NFL right now. They are trying to coach that out of him because in order to be successful, you've got to be able to move, but move with your eyes downfield, able to make a pass. Aaron Rodgers can move out of the pocket. He can run, but he's able to throw it downfield. Those type of guys is what Justin, they want Justin Fields to be. And so we haven't heard much reports of these huge steps taken in offseason in training camp. Yesterday, during the game, I didn't really see those steps forward. Besides the short game, I thought the short game looked fine. He was poised there. But, you know, the CHGO people, the 670, they flip-flop all the time. They want him to be so good, so bad. And it might come from being a Bears fandom, and that's fine. I would love for him to be good because I'm a Bears fan. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it's people like that that make you want to not be a Bears fan because they're talking about how we're going to win the NFC North. Excuse me. I even said depends how good Green Bay is. Detroit Lions are pretty good. And I know Minnesota lost, but they still got some weapons. It's wide open. But also another thing we have to remember, we were the worst team in the NFL last year. Are we really going to make that big turnaround this year? I mean, on paper it shows that way, but that's why we don't play the game on paper. They play the game on the field. They have to perform. They have to coach. And also remember, we don't have a lot of depth in certain positions. And we're not fully there. Yeah, we got some weapons on offense. We need Justin Fields to take that next step forward. You got a little bit of pieces on defense. There's not a lot of depth there. They still have to retool the offensive line. They weren't healthy coming into the game either. But we got to stop saying it's just Justin Fields. It's just the offensive line. It's got to be everybody. But CHGO, 670, they're going to put the blame on play calling, everything around Justin Fields. They'll make a comment saying, oh, he didn't play well. But they're not going to put any blame on him because they're going to say, well, blah, 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 whatever the reason is. It's just, it's just got to stop. We have to sit here and accept that the Bears are still rebuilding. Hopefully, as it goes on, they can slowly start to figure it out. You know, different different styles of pass protection. If the line starts to become a lot healthy, start to do those things. They get the run game going. They get some confidence because everything else, it will start to fall into place, and hopefully they can just compete. We can't just sit here and say win, 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 win. You have to trust the process and compete and be put into a situation to win. And that's what they need to do. But I'm sick and tired of listening to all those other guys. And so that's that's kind of how they lost. I thought the Packers played well. The Bears just didn't execute on some plays. Yes, I don't think they took certain shots, but I'm curious to see if there was some shots. There is a clip of them running a flood concept that Justin Fields does not get the ball to, and he runs out of the pocket when he doesn't have to. Oh, shocker, he does that all the time. Um, But that's the rant. That's the recap of this Green Bay Bears game. They have to be able to compete and put themselves in position to win next week. If not, they got to play Kansas City. So you're looking at 0-3 right off the bat. Um, And it is drawing me. It makes me not want to be a Bears fan listening to a lot of these experts. And the fact that these experts won't have me or Zach on when I've tried to be on there and just say, hey, let's just have a conversation. You know, let's just see where I come from. You see where you guys come from. Maybe we can elaborate and maybe you can make me understand where you are. But they don't. Um, 
But that'll wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for watching and or listening. Like and subscribe to YouTube channel. Um, go to the playlist and you'll see a bear down playlist segment with all the bear stuff there. Um, check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below as well. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve, and we'll see you guys next time.